Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Um, Tonight I want to speak about how we redeem our time, or redeeming the time. Um, One of the things that um, I like to do when I get home, um, if it's been a busy day in the church and I get home, uh, is I like to get in, I like to uh, have a cup of tea, Uh, I like to take myself into the garden, Um, sit on a deck chair, Uh, I like uh, to put on some music, uh, maybe some classical music, uh, maybe a little bit of uh, opera, uh, and uh, she's got to be the right one. Uh, and uh, easy, easy listening opera. I'm um, uh, I'm easy listening classical music kind of fan. Actually, uh, I like listening to classic FM or, or Radio Three if I'm feeling particularly intelligent. And uh, so, uh, but it has got to be the right kind of music because the moment it gets into something that that they're congratulating themselves over how marvelous it is it's just a horrible noise, and you're like. You guys are insane, and so you switch it off. And uh, so, um, but one of the things I like to do is just get in, get out of the garden, get into the garden, cup of tea, a little bit of space, and just quiet. Um, and uh, I like to do that. But generally, in the process of doing the coming in, make a cup of tea, I'm aware that Cheryl can't be found. Now, here's the thing, right? If Cheryl can't be found, Cheryl's working hard somewhere. And the thing with um, Cheryl does as much work in the church as I do, probably more, right? But she spends most of that time doing it at home rather than in the office. I just turn up to the office to look good. So, uh, and uh, so, so, but Cheryl's on there and she's on her iPad. I, I often, I come in and uh, she could be anywhere, but often she's, she, she can be working from her office, which is the bedroom. And uh, she's sitting on the bed and there'll be a pile of things that she's doing. She's got the washing on, uh, she's got clothes being folded, etc. She's got the iPad out. Uh, she's got rotors on the go, she's on the phone, she's texting, uh, and she's got, she's got all this stuff going on at the same time, and there's quite a lot going on. Uh, and I come in, and I make myself a cup of tea, and go into the garden, sit down, and listen to classical music. <laughs> so I have to make myself, I have to make a decision, right? At what point, you see, I have to work out um, how kind of busy, if, 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 I see, if, if I do see Cheryl at that moment, it's sort of a fleeting glance, it's like a ghost. It's like, shh. There she, she was there a minute ago. She's gone again. And, and when I know that that's the process, I have to make a decision. And that decision is, do I make myself the cup of tea, sit in the garden, listen to the music, enjoy listening to the, the music and the sunshine and the birds and, and just the, the beauty of creation and thank the Lord for a wonderful <laughs> wife and a great family? Or do I preempt the things that I know that she's going to have to do next um, and do them first, <laughs> and then sit down with a cup of tea in the garden with Cheryl. It's it's a choice. I it it varies either way depending how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing about redeeming time is that we have to we have to make a choice to decide what we're going to do with the time. Chaz sort of really hit on this. I was thinking you're going to steal my message. And um, you did, but I'm going to preach it again. So, 
Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. We're going to read this. Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, this verse sets out an extraordinary premise, a, a, a basic principle of the nature of this world and the nature of us and our impact upon it. The final statement, because the days are evil, sets out the nature of a secular humanist society, a society that is living a life without the knowledge and revelation of God. Making choices that feel good at the moment, but we know are not good in the long term. And so we live in a society that is complex and broken, and we have to find within ourselves the ability to deal with those things. But the Word of God says this, it says, see then that you walk circumspectly. In other words, see then you walk with an attention to the things that are going on around you, not just taking advantage of of any situation, but get a wisdom in your heart. And then it says, redeeming the time. Now, redeeming means that we have to, we're making a financial transaction. Last year, when I had my 50th church, got me a Union Square card and um, I had to redeem the card for some Union Square objects which of course are going to be clothes aren't they you know I spent ages walking around wondering which shop and normally it would be a, a shop it was like well um, it could be like Fat Face or, or uh, Super Dry or or uh, Hollister never Hugo Boss of course because otherwise all you buy is a tie and uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> if you're lucky, if they've got a sale on. And uh, so, um, and it'd be one of those, uh, one of those cars. But here, I've got Union Square card, I get to choose. I get to go in all of the shops and, and uh, come in and go out and have a look at these. But I have to redeem. And to redeem is to make a transaction. It's to take what I have and swap it for what they've got and to improve the the, the quality of my life. My life, my life is improved with, with um, slightly improved, shall we say, with slightly better clothing. <laughs> All right, you know, that's why we buy clothing. We buy clothing because it makes us feel good. There's a, there's a, there's a benefit of having new clothing as against old clothing, right? Yeah. And so we redeem our, um, our wealth for those things for a improvement. And so redemption or to redeem something is to make a financial transaction or to do a transaction. We need to understand that if we are making a transaction, then we have been called by God to redeem this world and the circumstances that are happening around us. You see, the day... Is, our day is, is happening. The, the day is happening. Right? You get up in the morning, the day is going to happen. If you can engage in it, or you can ignore it. You can sit in the garden and put on classic FM, right? 
But the day's still going to happen. Yeah. And what happens in that day will either be of the world or be of God. It's up to you what you do with it. So we have the power to redeem it. Um, I had the pleasure, um, my uh, neighbours, many of you know them, Michael and Marta, they, um, they know lots of people, right? And um, uh, they have someone, I, I spoke a few weeks ago about my mower that wasn't working. Well, now my mower is working. It's the constant drama of my life. It's, uh, it's one of those things, I, I have a mower that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. And... Uh, uh, at the moment, it, it's working because he, kn- he knew a mechanic who knew about electrics and this guy came round and we had several people looking at it. But we just need, you, need, you need to know the right person. That's what you need. And a guy came round, I phoned him up, he came round and for free and gratis, I like those people. And uh, they ca- he came round and he checked the wires and he found a wire that wasn't working. He had all the right equipment and he fixed it. And so I get out in the garden and I start... I start mowing the lawn again and trying to get, get it back into shape and, and getting it right before the, uh, before the autumn and, and so that it's, it's ready for next year. And, and the thing about the garden is that if, if you don't do anything with it, the garden itself will take over. Yeah. Yeah. And what will take over is everything that is dominant over those things which are beautiful. So the dominant things, the things which you generally don't want, will take over those things which you do want. The precious things are the things which take a little bit more nurturing. They are precious because of those things. And so you have to nurture them. But, but if, you, if you let the thing go, the wild parts of the garden are just going to go. I know that if I don't take care of my garden, that the dandelions and the moss will take over the grass. <laughs> I know that if I don't look after the patio, um, the sycamore tree seeds will grow up between the cracks and the, uh, the grass and the thistles will come through and all sorts of plants will grow, uh, weeds will grow uh, in places uh, where we don't want them. But what I know is this, is that if I take care of the garden, the garden will give back to me the pleasure that I'm looking for. The Bible says, redeem the time. It says in in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, it says this. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, there are a few things we have to understand in this. It says, what a man sows, he also reaps. And he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh also reap corruption. So what happens is that we don't realize that we're sowing to the flesh because we don't really feel like we are. We just feel like we're living our life. In my garden, when I do nothing, I get a lot back that I don't want. You go, well, I didn't do it. But that's the point. I was sowing to corruption by not doing anything. 
Si wen, how did you sow to the flesh? This is how you sow to the flesh, not doing anything for the spirit. If you don't sow to the spirit, you're sowing to the flesh. Well, how did I sow to the flesh? By not sowing to the spirit. So if you didn't do anything, you will of yourself reap corruption. If you don't seek the things of God, then the things of this world will take over you. Because it's like the, the weeds in the garden will grow. Because they always do. There's, the seeds are always there. They're not far away from you. And so we sow to the flesh without consciously deciding to be... Yeah. You didn't decide to be bad. I've never met anybody who wakes up in the morning who's just going to be right. You know what? I'm going to be a right grump. Well, I've met one or two, right? But... <laughs> 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 Some people meet, and they just like it's their God-given calling to be a grump, isn't it? And, and, and just it's like they have an anointing to say no, and uh, they just yeah. Some people are miserable, but the very few of them, and and not many people can miserable people cope well in our company because we're too happy, and and uh, so uh, and we just won't give way to it. So, but most people I meet are not miserable. They have hopes and dreams, but I also know that they struggle with things that they didn't expect to happen and and they wonder where they came from. Here's the deal, right? If we don't pursue the things of God, the things of this world will pursue us. They begin to take over, taking care of the God. There's constant need of weeding just to give space to the things of God that we have to bring on. There are pressures. We, we've got plants in our garden which take a lot of work, but given the work you give them, that, that which comes forth is, is far more enjoyable than, than not doing anything and going, oh, well, I'm just going to relax and enjoy myself, and then looking at the weeds, the dandelion clocks as they blow across the lawn, and just like you can just see them seeding everywhere. And you look at it and you just think to yourself, well, where did they come from? How did that happen? You see, he who sowed to the flesh, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. We, I need you to understand that when we sow to the things of God, we are redeeming the day that the enemy has sought to destroy See, the enemy seeks to destroy your day, but we are called to redeem it. To make the transaction. And what is the redemption? It is the bringing of the price that Christ paid upon the cross over everything that you have around you. When Jesus died upon the cross, he paid the price, which is the power of your redemption on everything that you have. But what Jesus did on the cross is what empowers you to be prosperous in business. What he did upon the cross is what empowers you to speak health and vitality over yourself, over your family, over your neighbours, over your neighbours, jolly dog if you need to. We were having a discussion with a family in, 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 in Portugal. Can you, can you pray for dogs 
to be healed. And he was, this guy had been to Bible college. He'd been to Raymond Bible College in South Africa. And uh, he was discussing the, the, the theological problem with praying for animals. Because if, if you can pray for animals to be healed, then, then did Jesus' blood, was it for animals as well? <laughs> when he died upon the cross. And it's like, oh, heaven help me. <laughs> Really? No, when Jesus died upon the cross, he redeemed man and put man into a position back again of authority over all things. So when we declare healing over animals, it's because we have authority over all things. Are you with me here? Some of you are like, I mean, okay, praying over animals is a bit weird. It's a side side note, all right? It's not very important, unless you're an animal. And uh, (laughs) and it's really important. But uh, uh, I I had a dog that was blind that my mum healed from uh, I know I keep going over this but I had a dog that was that was blind that my mum laid hands on and healed and the next day it was um it'd been blind for about a year and she healed it so there you go (laughs) you know what happens is that we gotta we gotta learn how to redeem what the enemy has taken away Christ died upon the cross that we have power authority Right? Power and authority. If we're going to bring power and authority into it, we've got to redeem it. Yeah. And bring the power of Christ into it and redeem that day. Now, James said something a few weeks ago, which I mentioned, um, which I mentioned uh, again a couple of weeks ago. It's been, it rattles around in my brain a lot. And it's this, it's this statement he said about the psychiatrist that said 80% of our thinking is negative. Right? And I've been thinking about it a lot, and the, the statement itself is quite powerful because, one, it reveals the nature of humanity and the destructive nature of our mind. Yeah. Two, it reveals how powerful the 20% of positive thinking and what that can build in your life. Because the, the, the majority of our lives is actually blessed, not negative. Yeah. And if negative, 80% of our negative thinking and yet 20% can build is far more powerful than 80% negative right so the 20% of faith that you've got and and just good thinking just on a normal let's just assume that it's normal thinking that that you've got you know most of your day and let's face it right see when you're thinking most of the time you're not just like thinking the things of of God most of the time. Are you not? You're genuinely not. You're thinking, I'm hungry. You're thinking, I've got to go to work. Oh no, what's the traffic going to be like? Uh, you're thinking about difficult things. You just think stuff, right? You're not thinking about the things of God. And then there's a moment where you think the things of God and that moment buzzes over everything, has power over every other thought. What we don't realize is that those moments have far more power than all the rest of the moments put together. And so it's understanding that that when you can get within your thinking faith, then you understand that that faith has power over the 80% that is for the most part just flesh. Now, in Jude... In Jude, uh, Joel chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Beat your 
plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Now, I, I need you to understand this, that you know how you see great men and women of God, how, how they, they just walk around, they just seem to have great ministry and healing power and, and great leadership and, and great in the prophetic. And, and you look at them and you think to yourself, oh, I'm not sure that I could maintain that, that spiritual life. I, I'm going to give away a trade secret, right? These guys don't think any better thoughts than, than you do most of the time. Because they're just human like everyone else, right? Except for they know how to make the most of the moments that count. They know how to make the most of the moments that count. You make the most of the moments that count. It's got so much more power than your average everyday thinking that it overrides it and washes away the negativity that can be there. And so it begins to redeem those moments that just, it's just you and your flesh. And and so what happens is that when you're faced with with a situation of weakness, you see the the person of faith will will say, I am strong. Well, they know they're weak. It's not not about the denial of, of who you are, but it's about the acceptance of who you are in Christ. I know I'm weak, but we live with this great paradox that I am by nature weak, but in Jesus Christ, I am supreme. I have overcome. I, I am victorious. I am strong in Christ Jesus. I, I may be a farmer with a plow, but I'm going to beat it into a sword and I'm going to smack that thing around the devil's head and, and I'm going to get a victory out of it. And so what happens is that there, we, we know that we're not great warriors, that we're just very average people. You see, this scripture's beat your plowshares. Who is it speaking to? He's speaking to Farmer Jones down the road. <laughs> this is who he's speaking to. He's not speaking to some general of an army or a captain or a great victorious warrior. He's not speaking to them at all. He's talking to Farmer Jones and his tractor. He, he's speaking to this very average guy who doesn't really see much of life outside of his farm, and he's saying to him, you've been called to be victorious. Mm. Well, I'm just a farmer. I'm, I'm not anyone. I know. Let the farmer say, I am someone. Yeah. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the lame say, I can walk. You begin to speak out a, a different confession because we're redeeming the time that the enemy sent to bring against us. We're going to redeem it with the power of a different confession. I really believe that in this season, we've got to change our confession see this isn't about motivation is that actually about obedience this is this is simple i i'm not trying to motivate you to be excited 
I mean, it's good to be excited, but, but I, I just want you to see the fullness of what it means to just obey God. Yeah. Yeah. He set an agenda for you to live. Redeem the time. Yeah. You're going to redeem your Monday morning and get up in the morning. Wow, it's Monday. I've got to, I'm back to the daily grind. I've got to get on with the job. I've got to get those bills paid. I've got a credit card coming in. Ouch. I've got a, there's a list of things coming in. Well, I'm going to redeem them. I thank you, Jesus. You make me prosperous. I thank you, Father. You create streams of income that I haven't seen yet. What am I doing? I'm redeeming what the enemy sent to destroy the voice of this world. The work of the flesh is just everything that's on the natural level, which ultimately leads to what? Corruption. So if you don't mess with the things, with you don't, if you don't deal with the weeds that grow in the garden, they will grow over you. And so we're going to deal with those weeds by speaking a different confession, by speaking it over this house. I'm redeeming. I'm speaking double over the congregation. I'm speaking, I'm speaking a, a prosperity over the business people of this church. I'm speaking a prosperity uh, over those who, who have lived in poverty. I have, I, I'm speaking a, uh, a, a, a opportunities and breakthrough. You see, um, w- one of the things I just want to finish on this is that, um, I'll finish on this, is in Ephesians 5 when it says redeeming the time. Many translations just say when you make the most of the opportunity. But that is, um, that is, Making the most of an opportunity is just just taking a chance when it's there. Yeah. We're not taking chances. We're redeeming. Re- redeeming the time yeah. is bringing the word of Christ over every situation. Yeah. This is not an opportunity. I don't need an opportunity to come to me. I'm bringing Christ to my circumstances. It's not like, oh, I'm just, I'm waiting for something. I'm not waiting for anything to happen. I'm bringing Jesus Christ into it and everything will happen. When you bring Christ over a person's life, everything changes. We redeem our moment. We redeem our family. We redeem our businesses. We redeem our health. We redeem it because we bring the redemption of Jesus Christ over it. That is the nature of who you are. You are not just a farmer. (laughs) I don't know whether we've got... Yes, we do. We have some farmers that are not in the house tonight. But we're not just simple people. We carry the very essence of Christ. We're ambassadors of God's kingdom. We, we, We carry authority to administer His truth. Let's be ones who bring redemption. Let's redeem our days. Let's redeem our last week in August. Let's redeem September. And everything that it promises. And everything that it challenges. Let's redeem it. Let's redeem those moments. What can God do in this house? in this next, in the last four months of this year. What can God do in this house? 
in the end of 2017? What will God do if we redeem 20, the end of 2017 with such favor? What will 2018 look like? I believe these are, these are the most extraordinary days for this house. A life, a family life is being born. A, a, a connection of deep relationships that is literally spreading out across the city as we speak hope and life transformation we redeem those moments thanks for listening if you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times then don't forget to visit our website www.thejunctionchurch.com god bless